Welcome to the Tell It As It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to not just any other edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always. Now, Christian, I, th- I think it's only right that, that you say the words for this. Yeah. Um, the words we, we've so long wanted to say, the Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions. They won the Stanley Cup in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. to one. And for the third time in franchise history, the Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Dude, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't. It doesn't feel real. We were driving home. Um, I, I still feel like I'm existing yeah. in, a dream, in a dream state. Like it's, I've seen my teams win championships before. Like I, I was I was around when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Um, but this is the Abs are the team that I care more about than probably just about anything outside of my family in this world. Um, that moment when that clock struck zero, I, I don't know until I have kids if that will ev- if there will ever be a moment that I will be pure happiness in my life or if I when I get married. Like, that moment will forever be one of the happiest moments of my life. My and I'm not, I'm not speaking in, like, like, hyperbole or whatever that, that means. I truly think that was one of the happiest moments of my life. I completely agree. I mean, I'm, I'm filming the video of the final two minutes. I'm holding my phone, but I can't feel it because I I don't have any blood in my body because I've been screaming so loud. The oxygen has been deprived from my... I couldn't feel myself holding my phone. I couldn't feel my arms. That's how crazy this place was. And this has been such an unbelievable journey this season. And it could not have ended any better. Dude, this we're, is our first full season. It, we're 1-0, man. We're 1-0. It's the start of a dynasty. We are 1-0 since we started the podcast. So, um, Or since I joined the podcast. You you started it last year, but we don't count I don't, those. I, I do not count yeah. that as the proper podcast. Yeah, we don't count that. Year one of the podcast, let's face it, was bad. Yeah. But this year, we, we, we fucking won the Stanley Cup, man. I... I I remember when we first did our first show all the way back in October. Was it October? Yeah. We did it in October. It was like a week before my birthday. Yeah. And we were talking, we're like, this team can win the cup. October feels like nine years ago. It's June. Yeah, it's June. We haven't even known each other for For a year. For a full year. And I, we both said, the Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. And if they don't win, I will be baffled as to how they don't. It, it feels kind of indicating to see this. I feel like more than anything, it's just like, okay, so I'm not insane. Yeah. Everything we just witnessed over the course of an 82-game season and everything in the playoffs, yeah, the Avs were the best team this season, and there was absolutely no reason for them not to win. If, if anything, like, I guess I don't feel shocked. Like, when the Caps won the Cup in 2018, like, I was stunned to my core because it's something I just never thought I would yeah. see. Even coming into the playoffs, I'm just like, yeah, well, probably not. Probably another second round exit. Ever since, like, late November, I was like, yep, this team's going to win. Yep. And if they don't win, I don't. Remember when they started slow? That's that's why I I said late November. Because they went 500, and everyone was saying to fire Bednar. Yep. Oh, God. What? Like, what a lifetime ago. Dude, that that feels like years ago. But I... I'm shocked I still, like, my voice when we were driving home, I was worried I was going to lose it. Like, it's still kind of in and out. Um, when we were singing We Are the Champions yeah. in the arena, I couldn't. Yeah, like, I we couldn't got to, we got to the end of the song, and it's just like, we are. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, we couldn't talk anymore. So, it was an electric atmosphere inside a ball That was the most electric atmosphere yeah. I've ever been a part of it in was, my life. It was great. I mean, honestly, it would have been so good if they won game five, but I think it was honestly kind of cooler the way they won it. 
um, tonight. Like you can look back on it. Remember how we said in Game Five, you go out and win Game Six, no one's going to no, no one cares. Five. No one cares that you no lost Game Five anymore. Game five. You lost by a goal, and then you go out and win by a goal. Now I'm just bitter that we didn't get to see the Stanley Cup in person. That's the only thing I'm bitter about. Well, we'll see in person. Yeah, in a couple we'll see days. it in person in a couple days. But I mean, let's talk about the game a little bit because we can get into all the after stuff our feelings and where we think this team can go um, at the end of this. Game six was probably the best game of the series from, well, uh, game four was Game four and game one were classic. This game was probably the tightest checking game of the series. Both teams did not want to make a single mistake. Nope. Both teams didn't want to make a mistake, and the Avs made the first one in the first period. Because the thing is about this game... I thought the first 30 seconds were brilliant. Yeah, the Avs were great. McKinnon had two shots on goal, and Vasilevsky made some great saves. Um, and then the Avs take probably, I mean, their only penalty of the game, so yeah. I can't be I, too... If, if this wasn't their only penalty of the game, I would have yeah. been way more mad at this. Kale McCarr, interference on Brandon Hagel. He, he sold it. He, he, he sold it a bit. But the fact that it's Tampa's only power play, yep. I can live with it now. The penalty kill was brilliant, again, like it's been all series. And... This first period wasn't great. No. Tampa, I, f- I feel like a lot of people said it was worse than it was, but Tampa had control of this period. Yeah. They dominated this period. Um, I thought the Avs created a couple chances, but the it Avs like... The Avs had the better scoring chances yeah, in the they had period. the better scoring chances, but... Tampa the, had one. They, they had one and it went in. But I, I also thought, like, after the end of the first period, I thought the third and fourth lines were, were not producing enough. I really thought they were getting hemmed in their own zone. And credit to that team... And those those players because they stepped the fuck up in the third, second and third period. Um, that changed everything. Yeah, it changed everything because it, you needed those guys to step up because McKinnon and his line were doing great. Kadri's line was buzzing, um, and they they had their opportunities in the first period. Vasilevsky made some great saves. Lekkinen hit the post. You go at, into the first period at the end, and it's one nothing, and you're like, okay, like it could have been a lot worse because it felt could like the Avs got pinned in their zone a lot. Way worse. You made you had Kale McCarr make a bad turnover, and Kemper just kind of out of position, a little squirrely on this. Yep. Not the worst goal he's ever given up, but not the best. Here, you want to hear the best news about it? It was the only goal. He the gave only up. goal he gave yep. up in this game. After this, Darcy Kemper was brilliant, yep. and the defense in front of him was even better. It finally lined up where Darcy Kemper didn't face a lot of shots, and he still was sharp because he was... He needed to make yeah. one save in the third period. Yeah, one was, legitimate save crazy? in the third period. Isn't that crazy to think about? And being... the scary part was we didn't know if mm-hmm. he was going to make it, but we knew in the third period there's going to be one time where you need a save, and you got it. That's what it. we've been talking and about. And you got it. Yeah. That you, just, you just need a save. Yeah, we're getting way ahead. We're getting we're way, way ahead, ahead. but you have to forgive us. Yeah. We're a little excited. Yeah, we're a little excited. So let's go back to the second period. Because the second period starts, Bednar finally has a conversation with the referees because in that first period, the Lightning probably had like three or four penalties that just weren't called. Yeah, the Tampa was getting away with yeah. murder. They Like, like I, you can make the case both teams were getting away with murder, and that's fine. Like, the refs, at, at the end of the day, it was 1-1 in power plays. So, it, they, did their, they did their game management, and they were good. Um, but he finally talked to the refs, and then the Avs get a delayed penalty, um, and... McKinnon just claps one home past Vasilevsky and we're tied at one. And this was the first occurrence where Tampa Bay, as the series went on, did they complain? Did they ever not complain about an Avs goal? I'm thinking about the goals we've scored. They've been mad at all of them. Yeah. Just about, at least. And both in this game, they got free timeouts just Correct. talking to the reps, being like, that's dumb. This is ridiculous. Like, what they were mad about on this play was that. They took a penalty, and they thought Nick Paul touched it after the penalty was called. They didn't blow the play dead, and McKinnon scores before the power play. So they take three minutes arguing with the refs about it, which for some reason is not delay of game. Nope. Apparently John Cooper just does I mean, it's a, it's a smart strategy. You give up a goal, you don't let momentum build, and you just go yell at the refs for three minutes because yep. they won't do anything about it. And it, I just don't get how they... Um... How they can just complain so fucking much, dude. Like, it was just ridiculous. I think they forgot. Was there, a goal, was there a goal in the series that they didn't complain about? There was probably a couple, but I think the majority of them, they had some form of gripe with. Yeah. I think they forgot how to lose. 100%. What it's like to lose. 100%. Especially 
Pat Maroon. Yeah, he's he's a fucking crybaby. I'm so glad we don't have to hear him fucking ever again. Um, but it, they bitched about it. It's the game's tied at one, and then after that, the Avs onslaught just continued. Um, I think Tampa had a couple scoring chances in the second period, if that, but really after the first period, I think the Avs held them to a total of 14 shots yeah. for the final two periods. I think that was the final count. Yeah, 13. 13. Like, that is unreal defense by this they team. They locked it down locked after it down. the first period. And if not for the the turnover by Makar... Darcy probably is a shutout. You probably, you're talking about a shutout in this game and yeah. absolutely perfect defense. Yeah. It was... The Avs played their best game in the biggest moment, and they they deserved it. Um, and no player was more deserving of the go-ahead goal and the eventual game winner than a guy... Stanley Cup winner. Stanley Cup winner, Jesus. Um, than a guy who you traded of Justin Barron, and what else for him? Second, I Yes, second-round pick. Arturi Lekkanen. Uh, it, it was, you can say it was a lucky bounce. The pass was supposed to go to Manson and it gets deflected back to McKinnon. He taps it over to Arturi Lekkanen. Lekkanen beats Vasilevsky glove side, just an absolute clapper. And the Avs are up 2-1. And you wouldn't believe it, Griffin. The Lightning bitched about this they goal They did too. not like this one too yeah. because Pierre, because Manson got tangled up with Belmar. Belmar goes down, leads to an odd man rush, and the Avs score. Yeah. Oh no. Am I supposed to feel bad? No, like here's the thing is, Belmar's stick was stuck in Manson, and he was skating away. If anything, it should have been a penalty and on so Belmar. Who cares? Yeah. You you won two Stanley Cups, and let's face it, there were some questionable calls that went Tampa Bay's yeah. way as well. And after Game 5, do not feel yeah. bad one Do game. not feel bad. Like, there, if anything, that was a penalty on Belmar. Um, the Avs get the chance. They go up 2-1. And then, later on in the second period, the Avs get their one power play. Ryan McDonough boards the fuck out of Derek They were Howell. not going to call anything on Tampa yeah. in this game. Ryan McDonough took probably the most obvious boarding penalty yeah. you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and then fucking Steven Stamkos. Like, that's another player. Like, I did not hate him. And then now that we played what? in a series... A baby. He fucking... He rifles the puck at the ref. Like, he didn't just slap, slip it at the puck. He slap-shotted the puck at the yeah. ref. For some reason, does not get an Doesn't extra get penalty. penalty. I don't know why they just take that. Yeah, but they just took. Like, I mean, th- this hit by McDonough in the regular season is five. That's minutes a five minute. That's a five minute. That's probably a suspension Gordon. too. Probably that yeah. is a horrible play. Yeah, his back is clear. Like, like he you're, sees you're his numbers. crunching his face into the boards. Yeah. If if he hits at a different angle, you're talking about a neck injury. Yeah, like it, it was the most obvious boarding penalty of all time. And yet still Tampa's... I was still surprised they called it. Yeah, and Tampa still bitched about You know what the crazy part to me? It was the referee on the outside of the blue line that called it. It wasn't the referee behind the puck who was looking right at the fucking They still weren't going to call it. I was going to go irate if they didn't call that. Like, I was going to irate. But they called it. The Avs get their one power play of the game. It was was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Darcy makes a huge save shorthanded. And... It's two one at the end of the second period. They got they got out of the second period, and I thought that the was lead. the biggest. Like if, uh, I was saying in my head, as long as you can get out of the second period with the lead, I feel great going in the third yeah. period. And they dominated the later half of the second. And you, and what they weren't doing in game five was they were making Tampa skate. Yes, they were making them skate and move and tire themselves out because they had the puck in the offensive zone, and Tampa does not like to skate very much having played so much hockey in the last couple yeah. of years, and it all paid off in the third period. Because yep. the third period, we've seen good third periods from the Avs. That was the best. We've seen good, and we that's hard to top, because we talk about the Blues series. They played two of the most perfect third periods you can play. That was better. Yeah, and that's very hard to do. Because they held Tampa to four shots with their seized on the line. I think two of them came with the net empty, yep. and they went more than 10 minutes without a shot. Crazy. And I think... One of them was dangerous, the Kucherov. The Kucherov one, well, they had that two-on-one early in the third period. Well, they, too, I think remember? they missed. Yeah, they missed the net, yeah. but that was another dangerous chance. Um, that's crazy to think about that in an elimination game, you limit your opponent who's on the brink of elimination to two scoring chances. Right, the t- two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Everyone talks about their resiliency and everything, and their ability to never be out of it. They were completely shut down. Yeah, shut down. And... We can say this now. There's no way Kale McCarr was 100%. No. Tomorrow or after the parade, we are going to get a litany of injuries. Yeah. It already started with Burakovsky, yeah. who did not play in this game. Broken foot and ankle? Yep. Is it, is it and ankle. or or? It was broken ankle. And, and I saw, did he break his foot as well? No, I just saw broken I ankle. I saw foot and oh. ankle. He also broke his thumb yeah. and had surgery on it. 
I don't even want to know what half of these guys were going. Gabriel Landeskog, I can say this now, I will be stunned if he's available game one next year. Really? I think he's going to be the healthiest one. <laughs> the ma- he took maintenance days every day for, for every game. I think that was game. just a normal thing, man. I think he's fucked. I think there's a bunch of people that are fucked. Oh, yeah. Right there's going to be a ton of injuries that come out. Like, I mean... We, I, Val? Val is... Val is <laughs> that man had to be on an insane amount of painkillers oh, yeah. in this game. Cortisone, Tylenol, the whole bottle, whatever. Couldn't even walk. He could not arena. walk before the game and put up a near-perfect defensive yeah, performance. It was great, dude. I doubt he could feel his yeah, leg. He was fantastic tonight. And Nazem Kadri had a, his broken thumb. It was broken in two different places. The doctors, when they performed the surgery, said it was going to be a six- to eight-week recovery. He recovered in three. Yeah, and he's already back. He, there's no way... He was healthy. Andrew Cogliano, a broken middle finger. I mean... Gee, who knows what else? Yeah. Like, that man blocked shots like no... He, oh, he wanted this yeah. bad. He blocked two shots in this game, and both of them could have realistically broken yeah. bones. Like, he was unreal. Um, the and abs- in the St. Louis series as well. Like, Andrew Cogliano could realistically retire. Oh, I he, think he I, does. I mean, he's 34. He's probably oh, still no, got... he's him. not going to retire. I mean, he's, he's probably still got some hockey left in him, but this run, he got... Battered. Oh yeah. I don't think he is, but I'd understand yeah. if he, he did. He was great. I mean, we talked about it uh, after the first period. The third and fourth line needed to show up, and in the second and third period, the third they and fourth really, line showed I can't, up. I can't name one who was bad. Nope. Me I, can't, I can't name anyone in this game who was bad. Nope. Even Jack Johnson. He was great tonight. He was great in this game. It felt like early on. He was playing he, every I mean, other shift. In the third period, I don't think he played. No, he did not. He still played nine minutes yeah, in this game. He played big minutes in the first period. And also... Jack Johnson hoisting the Stanley yeah. Cup. That's crazy. That was my phone. phone. down. Phone that was down. my phone. Um, Jack Johnson is a Stanley Cup champion. He's a, and if there is a guy that has taken a beating on Twitter more than Jack Johnson, I do not know who it is. And I am very much a part of that over the last yeah. couple of years. What a That was great to see him lift the cup. After yeah. just everything he's been through in his life. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't get talked about enough. How fucked he got. How fucked <laughs> yeah. he got in life. By his family. By his family, who essentially took all of his money. Yep. And to see that man hoist the Stanley Cup, uh, after everyone said, this guy is not going to be in the league next year, signs a PTO with the Avalanche, everyone, including myself, freaks the fuck out. Get, you remember, do not touch remember this. Remember who else they signed to a PTO? Artem Anisimov. Oh my God, Anisimov! Remember that? The name was on the tip of my tongue, yeah, and, I, and I said, "Oh, Anisimov's going to make the team, and Jack yeah. Johnson's not even going to come close." Other way I mean, around. I freaked the fuck out about yep. Johnson. I, the twelve people that were here before the season <laughs> will remember that I was like, "You do not touch this guy with a fifty-foot pole. This guy is awful." He did his job he this did his season. Job. He was great. He scored the first goal of the season. The only goal he scored this season. That's the best part. The man. best part. He was great. Um, Everyone on the Avs was great. It was just a perfect, perfect third period. Um, my favorite part of that third period, and the, I think that's why I love Stanley Cup Final Hockey, you know who was blocking shots? I think he had like more blocked shots in like five minutes than his whole year. Nathan McKinnon blocked like yeah. two or three shots. He blocked two shots in the he third period. He was diving in front of pucks, and he was fantastic. My, my favorite part of this third period... The Avs were in the lightning zone the entire time. Yeah. Like, there, there, there was maybe a couple opportunities. Like, in the first five minutes, they had some opportunities to score. It was basically 15 minutes yeah. of just defend, defend, defend. Tampa got four shots. Yeah. Fucking crazy, dude. And if it wasn't for Vasilevsky, I think the Avs could have been up 4-1 in this third yeah. period. Yeah, Vasilevsky, like, his elimination game stats are not going to take a hit. No. He finished with a 9.33. He was great, dude. He was he made some ridiculous saves in the third period. Was it one was on Val? Yeah, one was on Val. One was on made, was it Mac? I think he made he a save on Mac. Definitely made one on McKinnon. Yeah, There's one I'm thinking of. It was one of the few that McKinnon got through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was unreal. Vasilevsky. The fact that we just beat the best goalie in the world is ludicrous to think about. Um, you, know, you know who outdueled him in this game? Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Nine fifty-seven, <laughs> and we, makes the Stanley Cup saving save yep. on Nikita Kucherov. On a, he just got loose mm-hmm. somehow. Got a one timer pass. Kemper gets over, makes the save, doesn't get through him. No rebound, and that is it for the Lightning for the rest of the game. You knew coming into the third, you needed a save. It's crazy to think that the last big save he had to make was with like six minutes in the third period. Yeah. I thought he was going to make a lot more. But um, but you knew it was going to have to be at least one. You need that to make there's one. going to be a scoring chance. It's not going to be perfectly defended. You just need to make. 
a save. And he did. He it. did. He, he did made it. the save. He made the biggest save. He didn't make all of them in this series. He made enough. He made enough. And the Avalanche beats Andre Vasilevsky. That's all we need. Can you look it up what his stats were in the finals for Darcy? Because we are going to sound like it's because we said the Avs needed him to be 9-10 to win the Stanley Cup. I, I, he was 8-97 coming into this game, he and probably now he's a just, 9-57. So he's probably just barely over 900. We I just beat Andre Vasilevsky with I don't a know 900 if I goalie. I find those stats, but... If you want to filibuster, I could put like, it in my calculator. Yeah, you go for it. I'll, I'll filibuster here a little bit. Um, Darcy Kemper, he got a lot of shit all year. He got a lot of shit. He came into a really tough situation. He had to replace Philip Grubauer, and Grubauer was a Vesna finalist, a fan favorite, and he walked out the door to Seattle, which, sorry, Gruby, I love you, but you got your money, but you didn't get a Stanley Cup, and this is what you get. You're probably not going to yeah. get one. And Well, he has one. He got one in Washington. He's I got, mean another one. Oh, yeah. I don't feel bad for him. He's got one. Um, and the Avs trade Connor Timmons, a first-round pick, and now a third-round pick for Darcy Kemper. He comes in. Not great to start. I totally fucked it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I totally did You're that good. wrong. You're good. Um, I was like, 4.2. That's not how that yeah. works. I'll finish. I'll finish. He Darcy in. Kemper finished the series with a 400% yeah. save percent. I'm not good at yeah. math. No, we're good. Um, Darcy Kemper comes in, doesn't start strong, gets comfortable in the system, gets hot, comes into the playoffs, plays great in the first two games, gets hurt, comes back, okay against St. Louis. Not very good against Edmonton. He's out for the Western Conference Final. Comebacks in the Stanley Cup Final. Has two really good games, or three really good games. He has a bad game, good game for yeah. the entire final. And he won a fucking Stanley Cup. He won a Stanley Cup. So you cannot say Darcy Kemper didn't do enough for this team. Um, he was unreal tonight, and we said it on the show that he was going to be big, and he was big tonight. That's, this is all you needed from him. Yep, it's all you needed, and... We didn't expect 950 from him. I did not. I thought if he was 930... And you got two was... games above 950. Yeah. You yep. had a shutout. Yeah. You yeah. had three games where he was better than Andre Vasilevsky. Three games. Yep. And that's a credit to the defense. It's credit to Darcy Kemper. Yeah, he was rough in the two losses, but who cares now? four. Yeah, who cares? So the Avs in the rest of the third period, I thought those final five minutes were going to be... They were the longest five minutes of my life. Um, the whole the whole third period was well, an eternity. I don't think so. The last five minutes really, really got me. Um, the first ten minutes for me, I was like, dude, this is going nowhere. Yeah. Well, I think once we got to the final ten, it started like... Oh, see, mine was the opposite. It was going fast to the start, and then at the end, it just, like, every single whistle felt I, like five seconds. The first seconds ten minutes to me felt like an hour. Because oh. it was like, we're not even halfway through this yet. Once we got past halfway, it started to tick a little more. Yeah. So, when we get to those final five minutes, the defensive clinic continues. You're rolling all four lines. Well, maybe not all four. I don't think Newhook's line saw the ice New Newhook had a couple of clutch blocks. Oh, yeah, he was great. Period as well. Newhook. Everyone did everyone, their part. Everyone was great, but... You rode your dogs. Um, you had Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Josh Manson, Eric Johnson, and Bowen Byram. And they were out there doing everything I'm still they just could. thinking about what we said earlier. I, the defense injury report is going to be a graveyard. Oh, yeah. Kale, I think Taves is hurt, too, yeah. with how his play kind of dipped a bit. There's no way EJ got through that whole thing healthy. Jack might be healthy. Maybe. But wouldn't it be ironic if Bo's the only healthy one? Yeah. And also, Bowen Byram. The second most minutes. He was great, dude. In he was great all night. Stanley Cup clinching game, 21 years old. And ready for this? Eight hits. Yeah, he was great. He was a monster in this he game. He was great. He was creating and he's offense. He's younger than me. Yeah, he was creating offense. He had uh, he kind of filled in for Kale McCarr a little bit because, as we said, McCarr wasn't super great tonight. Yeah, he played more than Kale did. Yeah, that's how you know Kale's banged up. Taze played just under 26. Bo played eight less seconds. Yeah. He was great, dude. He almost played the most. Yeah, he was great. Um, so we get to those final five minutes, and... and you know what? At even strength, he did play more than Taze did. Because a minute and 20 seconds at Taze's ice time is shorthanded. There we go. So out of all defensemen, out of everyone on the team, Bowen Byram played the most at five on five. He is 21 years old. Already a Stanley Cup champion. And has all the way up to go from here. Yeah, 
He I'm was, so excited for this kid. I'm getting his jersey in the offseason. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, we're both going to have a Byram jersey. I have to get a home one because you've been away one. But Keep it simple. Yeah. But those final five minutes, brutal to watch, perfect execution. They were by brutal because it took forever. Yeah. But it was really never that no. stressful. It wasn't that stressful. Like we said, after that save on Kucherov, um, the Lightning really didn't have another chance. They tried their best. Yeah, they tried their best. But they couldn't. Probably the highlight or the scariest moment for the uh, third period in those final five minutes, Gabriel Landeskog blocks a shot and a skate blade comes off. Yeah. I was worried we were going to get called for too many men because the puck gets out and Landy, he's trying his best to get over there, but he's on the far side of the ice. Yeah, I love the replay of this, of McKinnon just shoveling yeah. shoveling him along. It was hilarious. Um, like but, if, the, if there is a statue built of this run... No, I think that one would no, be up there. No, it's, but it, it, it's, it exemplifies everything. It, it's about at this the world. end when EJ and Mac are hugging. That's that's true. That's, yeah. that's the statue. Um, there should be multiple statues. I don't know if they'll do it. They're not, but there should be. There if should. I ran everything, I would burn all the money. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, Landy blocks a shot, loses a skate, and these final three minutes now. Um, have somehow they were a terrible faceoff team all year. They won a couple big faceoffs, cleared the zone, um, and the final seconds are ticking down. And guess who's on the forecheck? Kale fucking McCarr. <laughs> He's the one pinning them deep in their zone, and that's the best feeling. Um, I can say it's the best because I've only experienced it once. When you're gonna win the cup and the puck's all the way on the it's other end, it's in the, the ice. other end. Yeah, and there's like three seconds left. You're like it's physically impossible. It's like for there them to is score. no fucking way. That they can take this puck from the other side of the ice, get through everyone, and score a goal in 10 seconds. Yeah. And the countdown was on. It was the loudest arena I've ever been in. I was going berserk. I'm so glad I got it on video. It's way too long to tweet out. Um, I, I tweeted out the little minute of yeah, what I recorded. I have. It's like a five-minute video, but it Mine was... Mine was going to be longer, but I, t- I told you this story already. I looked at my phone for the first time, like when there was finally yeah. like a lull before the the consmite. I thought I never pressed the record button because <laughs> it wasn't recording. What happened was I did get it, but when I went to to give the guy next to me, I never got his name, but awesome guy, went gave him a huge like hug. I hit the the stop record button like <laughs> ten seconds after they won. So after that, I was like. No fucking way did I just not press record on the Avalanche. <laughs> well, you would have been good. Winning. I would have been able to send it Yeah, to but still. So. I was like, there is no fucking way. <laughs> and thankfully, it didn't happen. Thankfully, so. it didn't happen. So, it was an unreal experience. Shout out to our guy, Raj, who was recording the whole thing. Um, I, did not, I did not expect to run into Raj. Yeah, I did not. I had messaged him on Twitter. I went down and gave him a big hug. He gave me a big hug. Yeah. And, I love Raj. He's it, awesome. It was... I, I saw Raj more tonight than I saw him all year at I've games. seen more Raj today than I've seen him in my entire life. Yeah. I so, saw him four times. I've seen him twice in my life. Yeah. So it was, it was fucking awesome. The party afterwards, if it wasn't a Sunday and I didn't have to work, I would have... We'd still be there. We'd still be downtown, but I still have to be a responsible yeah, Christian's adult. Christian's an adult yeah. with responsibilities. I got to go to work. Because um, he can't take off two days I can't. Week. I can't. I, I took a Friday off. So, But I will be at the parade. Yes, um, we, we will definitely be at We will be, be at, at the, the parade. parade. We'll be up bright and early. Um, and yeah, what is it? 10? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. for everyone out there. Thursday, 10 a.m. is... No when, idea where it's starting. The yeah, And 10 a.m. means that's when the parade starts yeah. you need to be there probably by probably eight. by eight at the if you want to get a good spot if you want a good if you want to choose your spot eight is probably the absolute latest you can be yeah. there i don't know if we'll and bring there. bring a lot of water yeah a lot of i don't know i have not looked at what it's going to be that day i thought i thought i saw it might rain i think it's supposed to be like 90 degrees yeah. all week i thought i saw thursday it might rain but for, yeah, it's 50 percent chance it's supposed to be 83 that's not bad but still it's not the heat. It's how long you're there. Bring water. Bring snacks. Trust me, I've done this before. <laughs> bring more than you think you need. Bring a backpack. Just make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you have food. You know, it's easy to get, you know, just super wicked drunk. But make sure you're taking care of yourself. Because I remember in D.C., a lot of people did not. And it wasn't always a pretty sight. So. We'll be... I will be one of the drunk people. I'm going to have a fucking blast. Um... Can we go back to just the moment 
like win the Stanley Cup. Oh, we gotta mention this. We have how have we talked for however long we're going now. Fucking Kale McCarr won the Smythe Trophy. Yeah, he won the Conn as as to be expected. Yeah. I guess we all expected this from yep. the beginning. Uh, the the last couple of days for Kale McCarr, pretty good. Norris Trophy, Stanley Cup, Conn Smythe, twenty three years old, already the bona fide best defenseman in the NHL, and it's not close. Pretty he, solid. He ran over his two direct competitors for the Norris this season. He swept Roman Yossi, dominated him in that series, and beat Victor Hedman to officially take the crown as the best defenseman in the NHL because he outperformed Victor Hedman in this series. He Hedman did. was good, but Hedman, outside of the backhand goal, wasn't, what, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't really that noticeable. No. Kale McCarr was noticeable in every shift. Yeah, Kale McCarr was fucking great. He deserved that Conn Smythe trophy. Um, and I just... I just don't... I don't know what else to say about Kill McCarr. I just don't. I think what we're going to see from him over the next 15 years will speak for itself. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. What we are witnessing with Kale McCarr is one of the greatest defensemen in NHL history. Easily already the best defenseman of this generation, this current generation that does not include Victor Hedman. He already has a Norris. He already has a Stanley Cup. He already has a Conn Smythe for playoff MVP. Who knows what else this kid's going to do at this point? He's already the best defenseman in the NHL. The best one out of all of them. And you know what the scary part is? He's still only 23. He might not be in his prime yet. No, he's not. He hasn't reached his peak. This is not the best we've seen of Kale McCarr. No, he's, he's going, going to He's going to run away with several Norris trophies. Who knows? I think he will. There's going to be a season where it's not even close. I, I just think, look at Hedman. He's been the most dominant one. Well, eventually Hedman's going to dip. Eh. I mean, eventually. But I mean, Hedman's going to stick around. No, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, If you look at Hedman's run, he was clearly the best defenseman in the league. and only won, what, one? Right. So. But Kale McCarr is right now heads and shoulders above certain people. Yeah, I agree. Hedman's the closest one, and Kale just very clearly passed him. Yeah, I Yossi, agree, but... Yossi's you, not. I wouldn't his be closest, if he gets His robbed. closest competitor is Adam Fox right now, who's very good, but finished fifth and did not make it to the Stanley Cup final, was not able to put his team on his back, and beat Tampa Bay, who Colorado just beat. And Charlie McAvoy, like, look at the guys, like Fox, McAvoy, Heiskanen. Am I missing anyone? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there, there's not a ton, but the... Like, we'll see what Maurice Sider can be. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I agree. I mean, he's the best defenseman in the world, but that doesn't mean he wins the Norris because, as we've seen, the NHL right. awards make no sense. Well, it's, well, if it goes to the defenseman with the most points, Kale's pretty good at that, yeah, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. But um, Kale McCarr's Conn Smythe Trophy winner. I, I always feel bad because that winner of the Conn Smythe, like, that's a huge award and it's no a, one It's cares. an award that gets talked about all playoffs. When it gets handed out, no one cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. Um, like, you cheer. Um, and then they bring out the Holy Grail. Um, the greatest trophy in sports. A trophy I saw them win when I was seven years old. I vaguely remember it. 
And to see it come out again, to see Landeskog skate over there. I love what the NHL's done with the fireworks now when they pick it up. Like yeah, that's the such sparks a, and everything. That's, that's so fucking that's awesome. cool. It was even better that Gary Bettman wasn't there because he had COVID. Um, How funny is it that both the NHL and NBA commissioners were not able to hand out I know, trophies it's hilarious. this season? But I mean, I, I don't mind Adam Silver. Gary Bettman not being able to hand it out was hilarious. Although I do enjoy the booing of Gary Bettman every single... I'll be real. I kind of missed Gary here. Yeah, the, no. bo- the booing. And you know what he does? He gets to the fucking point. Yeah. Bill Daly does not. Bill Daly. He wasn't ready for the moment. Wasn't yeah. ready for the moment. He was not. He found out about this today, today. probably. He's like, oh shit, I got to prepare a yeah. speech. He, I do not do any talking with the NHL. He did not... Um, he talked a lot about Tampa. Yeah, he did. Um, and it was like, bro, let's just get to the point here. I know. It's like, even when he's talking about the ads, like, you can probably hear him in the video when I posted, like, dude, get to the fucking point. <laughs> so, Landy skates over, they take the picture, and seeing him pick it up was... I will never forget that moment. Just seeing how, like, the pure joy, the joy in the arena. It was just... It felt like for the first time the team released. Yeah. Because they've been so pent up all season. Nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing matters. This win, fuck it. Doesn't matter. That goal, doesn't matter. Everything I accomplished this season, doesn't matter. That sweep, doesn't matter. Winning the Western Conference, doesn't matter. Winning three games in the Stanley Cup Final, doesn't matter. This was the first time it really felt like the team was like, we did it. We can really enjoy what we've done here. And let's make no mistake, what they just did over the course of the regular season in these playoffs, is one of the greatest seasons we have seen in the salary cap era. And one of the most dominant playoff runs we've ever seen, followed by a do- or preceded by a dominant regular season where they were only a couple points back of the President's Trophy. They went 16-4. and four. They swept two series. That is unbelievable. You can, the argument can very easily be made of all the teams in the salary cap era, this might have been the best one. Of, of teams who won the Stanley Cup, you can argue if you put all these teams in a tournament, you can argue this Avs team wins it. You can make the case. You can make healthy. the case. I'm not saying it's a landslide. The 2008 Red Wings were very good. Uh, Tampa's team last year was really good. But are they better than this version of Tampa? Yeah, 100%. How much? A lot. Are they I better mean, than this version of the Avs? I think it's a close. I, I still think it's seven games. I mean, Vasilevsky is still unreal. Coleman and uh, Barkley Goudreau added so much to that team. I mean, it, you can make the case. We're biased. We're going to say they're the best. But, I mean. I think if you really dig into it, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's not crazy to say. I mean, I think if the goaltending, if Kemper was just a little bit better throughout the playoffs, it, it wouldn't it, even it would be, a be a debate. That's the only knock against yeah. it. And it didn't matter because they it won. It didn't matter. It was one of the greatest offensive playoff teams of all time. Yeah. I mean, the, the Kings are the only recent team that's come close to this. They were an eight seed and got, like, 950 goaltending yeah. from Jonathan Quick. Yeah, no, they, they goaltended their way to a cup, but they absolutely scored their way to a cup. I mean, they were the highest scoring team. I've just had a thing, like, right now. It's like, we're just talking about this kind of like it's a formality right now that they won because it kind of has been all season. We've just been kind of talking and just waiting for, like, okay, let's get to the part where we win yep. because there's just no way we don't. You, you thought the regular season meant nothing this year. Oh, my Next God. Year it's Next year, Next year, dude, we're going to have to find some shit to talk yeah. about. Next year. Because like, now, none of you can be upset. Nope. No one can ever talk about, oh, fire Bednar, oh, this team, that this 3-2 to two loss to, to Columbus in the regular season yeah. shows why this team won't win this year. <laughs> Those takes, my God, guys. And now they won't exist next year because now you can't say this team can't win. Yeah. And now all the narratives about the second round and, you know, McKinnon hasn't won anything and this team can't do it, they're dead. And now this team is a group of winners. And now for and forever until these guys retire, they will be classified as winners and as a group of guys that can get it done. And you know my favorite picture from this cup win was? All the guys that remained from the 16-17 team, the 48-point team, all of them taking a picture together. That was five years ago. That was five years ago. I, I have a very vivid memory, this is going to sound very strange, of me sitting in an orthodontist office <laughs> and just thinking about, like, I wonder how long it'll take for the Avs to really build this back and win a Stanley Cup. And I was just, I was just thinking about that today before. I was like, wow, that was five years ago. Because yeah. I, was, I was really curious, like, how long would it take for a team this shit to build it all the way back and go win it all? 
I didn't have an answer back then. I was sitting, I was in a waiting room, but for some reason that just always stuck with me. And I remembered it today. Yeah. And Five years ago, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. They, the greatest turnaround in professional sports. Um, I mean, they, they, they weren't even the worst team in the NHL. They were the worst team at, to that point of the salary cap era. They didn't even reach 50 points. Yeah. I mean, we thought the NHL gods were rude to us by not giving us fucking Nico Heischer, but it turned out to be Kale McCarr. So it turns out, out by, instead of getting a second-line center, we got the best defenseman yeah. of this generation. Yeah. So, or Nolan Patrick. Yeah. You know, take your pick between... Yeah, Nolan Patrick I feel bad for. He's got... Yeah, but he's, he's got a raw deal. Yeah. But still. Okay. Um... Sorry, I was checking in with my girlfriend. I thought we were too loud when I heard her open the door upstairs. Um, we're still recording at my kitchen table. Uh, who knows? Maybe the next couple of years we'll we'll get a studio. We'll have a, an office. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, this team they it, it's it was cool to see the growth each year. You go from the worst team in the league, you make the playoffs, you win two games in the playoffs, you still lose, but you you grow. The next year, you finally win your first round. Right. You almost beat. The San Jose Sharks. You probably should have beat them, um, but we can get, we can we, officially say now. Who cares? Who fucking yeah, cares? Who cares? The next year you get the is that the bubble? Is the next year the bubble? Next year was the bubble. Next year was the bubble, and you had your entire team. You had, get a, hurt. You had a really good regular season. Yeah. You got in. The whole fucking shit got disrupted. Yeah. And you're waiting until August to yeah. start the Stanley Cup playoffs after you stopped in March. Yeah. I mean they and the team got battered. I yeah. mean EJ got hurt. Groovy got they hurt. Played, Frankie got hurt. They played great in yeah. the bubble. They dominated Arizona. They dominated the round robin. And that Dallas series, if they were just a little bit healthier, I think if Grubauer stays healthy, because Grubauer was unreal. If in that Grubauer first stays healthy, I think this team wins the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, in twenty twenty, I don't think that's yeah. crazy to say. Um, it's, it also made me happy that we got to play Tampa this yeah. year because we really missed out on playing them in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Yeah. So and then you go into twenty twenty one, the first real year that you're expected to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. You win the Presidents Trophy, dominate the first round again, and you. Lose everything. You ran. You ran into a team that was as good as you, but was better equipped for the playoffs and had better goaltending had and better made goal the tending. saves. And the Avalanche couldn't respond. And you know what they did? They learned. Yep, they learned. They learned what it took, and they applied it in the regular season this year. They were almost top of the league in comebacks. Yep. They they were never ever out of a game. You get to the playoffs, and every single night. They gave it everything they had. They did all of the... Maybe not every single night. Game two they against St. Louis. Game five against St. Louis. They Maybe lost they four get... games. Yeah. Man, you for... were here for three of them. Yeah. You the were... Avalanche went 0-3 with me in attendance we, and won the Stanley we, Cup. We got to talk about that. We avoided the most awkward thing because there was no chance in hell I was letting you go to game seven if there was a yeah, game seven. Yeah, I would not have argued. Yeah, there, I would not have argued. There was you. a 0% chance you were going. <laughs> so I'm really glad we well, did that. Well, that's why I said on the last I was like, well, we better hope they win game six because... Yeah. We avoided oh, a real boy. awkward moment on the show because yeah, there was a zero percent chance I was letting you go to Game Seven because yeah. it was it was crazy. Like it, you were here for three of the four losses in the yeah. NFL playoffs, and the and the <laughs> and the other one I was just watching in a bar. I was yeah. still in Colorado, so yeah, you, I'm sure that can be blamed on me too. But they won, they won so the it cup, doesn't so it matter. Didn't matter. But I'm was, not bad luck. They won. They you're only, bad luck when the Avs are playing in the arena. You're good luck Avalanche when you're watching won, in the arena. They got out of the second round and they won a Stanley Cup. While I was in Denver, yeah. therefore I'm good luck. When you're not watching, right? The play but in I'm just saying, me in Denver. Yes. As long as I'm not at the game, I am. And the good Avs luck. players aren't there because right. that's the key. Because we went to both watch parties, and you're two zero at the watch parties, but the Avs weren't there. That's the key. Right. So, um, like I said, we gotta get you back out here for some regular season games and break that curse, um, or not, or it just continues. Yeah, we'll so. see. We'll see. But um, I. I'm still just in shock, man. Like we, it's like this, this does. I, I still feel like I am I'm in a dream right now, where just nothing is really even real at the moment. Yeah. Like recording this podcast, walking out to the car, the fireworks going off in the parking lot, the random strangers hugging me and high oh, fives. High fives, so many random people. Dude. Like just complete and utter strangers. I'm still expecting to just like trip and fall and wake up in the hotel and be like, oh, none of that was real. Yeah. Like even just recording this right now. I've thought about this podcast ever since it began, ever since December of 2020, where by some miracle, Isha and Dylan reached out to me to host this show. And I was like, are you sure you have the right guy? 
I thought about nothing else for nearly two years of what this episode would be like. This experience with this podcast, I'm willing to say this has been one of the greatest parts of my life is this podcast. And that's I know that sounds dramatic. It's not. This really does feel like something I can be proud of and oh. something that me and you have built from the ground up. Dude, I... Like, I for one did not think that we would be talking, me and you, at the start of the season. I thought it was going to be a one-time thing of like, oh, yeah, me on the show, that was cool, and like, we'll we'll be like Twitter friends. And here we are seven months later. Is it seven months? I don't yeah, fucking October, know. Yeah, October, about, about eight months. Yeah, eight months later. Um, you're in my house. Uh, we've been to multiple playoff games together. Um, somehow, by the grace of God, people listen to this, which I shout out all of you. Um, and it's been a hell of a ride, and we're only getting started. Like, yeah, like this, you know how hard it's going to be to top this year. Yeah, like, like this. This is the beginning yeah, of we, the show. We will never top this year and unless we, we win next year. Which unless is we win next year as well. But even then, the first one's always better. Yeah, like it was. It's a crazy. It's been a crazy ride. I have enjoyed every aspect of it. Um, it makes it all worthwhile, those late nights staying up recording. Yeah. Um, tomorrow I'm, at work when I'm dead tired, I will not give a fuck. Like yeah. I, am, I regret none of those yeah. late nights. Staying up till 2, 3 a.m. after regular season yeah. games. Like, Christian, when I say this, please know that I'm being very sincere and I mean this. You saved this show. That's good to keep oh, bro. I'm, I'm being dead serious when I say that. Crazier, I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. Like, I know that sounds dramatic, but I'm not kidding. Doing this show alone felt like a chore oh. most times. This and doesn't even feel like work. I know, and that, but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just two guys talking you, hockey in front of a mic. You helped me build this show into something that I'm proud of and a product that I am happy to release every time because that wasn't always the case when I did this alone. There were times I would talk and I deleted entire episodes and started again because I hated them. <laughs> we had to do that a couple times. Not <laughs> only a couple times when Zoom crashed. That was about it. Well, even then we fixed them and it yeah. was out of our. It was never that we were like that was shit. It was one time that like it corrupted the episode yeah. and it was unsalvageable. But it's not because we hated the episode. There were times where like I would just stare at the laptop for hours and be like, I don't, I, I I'm out of my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. And this has been something that I genuinely enjoy. And okay. interacting with everyone and people saying they love the show and just reaching out to us and talking to us and helping me become a part of this amazing community. That's the best part. It is. Is The Abs community has been so welcoming to... I mean, you were already a part of it and welcoming me aboard as well. It's been incredible. Yeah. And I'm... I'm just so happy that this journey ended the way we all wanted it to. Oh, this, God, I'm, like, I was, I'm glad. I was dreading, dreading a game seven. I was too. And, but like, I never wanted this season to come to an end with like a, a, a dark and dreary mm -hmm. after the second or third round episode where we lost. We got to look ahead the next season. And I had to say again, you know, this team's still going to win, but you know, it's going to be another year. Yep. I'm glad it didn't end like that because this, this season for me, it's like you said, I don't know if we'll ever top it. And that's no, okay. No chance. That's okay. No because it, it goes far beyond just the Stanley Cup for me. Yeah. It, Every single thing, every single game has been just memories that I will cherish for my entire life. Dude, we are never going to... Like, this was the coolest moment. I... It, like, it's still... I don't know if it's really sunk in yet that I'm in Denver yeah. and watch the Avs win the Stanley Cup at Ball Arena with my co-host and I got to celebrate it all with all of you yeah, and got was... to celebrate in the arena and celebrate in the parking lot. You know, like I had those, I, I wanted to do that last year. If they went, I don't know how I would have done it. Yeah. And this year it all really just feels like it fell into place. It fell perfectly into place. So I cannot wait for next season. I cannot wait for us to yeah, like. I, I can't wait for what else we're gonna. This do. off season is gonna be so much fun. Like we're yeah. gonna have so much fun like, with off season like, stuff. We're saying off season. Like even if there's a time where we're not putting out a ton of content, and if it's all like pre-recorded and stuff like that, we're gonna be behind the scenes working yeah. on a bunch of shit. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, we tweeted this out on the Tell Devs Podcast page. 
we're releasing our first shirt. Um, that'll be available on the Denver Nosebleeds website, um, just for simplicity. Uh, but we've shout out to my designer who uh, came up with the shirt. Uh, we designed it three weeks ago. Um, I told him about this idea three weeks ago, and he somehow took my crazy idea and put it onto a uh, into a project, and it looks fucking awesome. Um, for those of you who don't know, we made a we made a Ken doll holding a Stanley Cup. And that shows Jared Bednar as, because he was a Ken doll. It's a um, really good looking shirt. Yeah, it's a sharp looking shirt. Um, it is going to be on sale on Thursday. Um, we'll make sure to tweet it out. But like, we're talking about releasing shirts. Um, the shirts, like I've, I've claimed the, the name for a YouTube channel. Yep. We're going to start doing stuff with that in the off season. We're going to probably start doing episodes like recorded and live and yep. whatever you get other to like see our ugly faces all the time man. Our... dude we were on the jumbotron like three times tonight we, yeah and i felt bad for people that they had to keep seeing my face i do not mean to joke here i look like abraham lincoln gained 100 pounds my beard right now is truly truly atrocious my mustache is going in my mouth because it's been unkept that's the first thing I do when I drop you off the hotel. I'm going to go trim my beard. Yeah, and for the the very next day when I get home, I'm going to my barber because that man can carve my yeah. beard like nobody else. Like it's truly ridiculous, and I am so excited to cut it. And I don't mean to joke. Like I am a big man. I'm six six, and I look like Abraham Lincoln, but he gained a hundred pounds. So I'm excited to cut the beard. It's for the best reason possible. Yeah, we um, went all the way. We went all the way. We won the Stanley Cup. It's been nearly two months yeah. since the playoffs started. We never had to trim the beard. <laughs> My beards. beard is so bad right now. My hair is bad. I'm so glad. I have a wedding in a couple of weeks. Ooh. And thank God this is over because I need to go get cleaned up. Um, I need to go on a diet because for those of you who don't know, I'm very superstitious. And game one of the playoffs, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking I went to uh, my local grocery store and I got like three donuts and they won. So I had to eat three donuts for two months straight every day for a game. And then I had to eat a cheeseburger. So my body is going to be very thankful that I will actually ingest some fruit, some vegetables, some greens. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, I'm so glad I don't have to eat those donuts ever again, man. You know how boring these donuts were? Like, I didn't even get good flavor. They were just vanilla frosted oh. cake donuts with sprinkles. Like That's why my car is such a mess. There's just sprinkles everywhere because I'm eating them on the way to work. Um, so I can't wait. This off season is going to be a blast. I am taking a brief vacation at the, the start of July. So there, we may be a little slow yeah. with some content. Well, then. We're going to figure all yeah. of that out. That is... That that's, is tomorrow's That's problem. tomorrow's us. We will for sure have a recap episode of the parade yeah, we're on do, Thursday. Assuming that we are in a good enough state yeah. of mind to do so. That we will have a parade episode the second we are available to do so. Yeah. so we, I, I know we said we wouldn't do one of these after they won, but it just worked out it worked this way out that, that we could way. do it. Um, like we'll, we'll see where we're at, but I can guarantee you there will be at least one more episode uh, this week now that we're recording and it's almost Monday here in Colorado. Um, and we have a ton of stuff that we plan for this offseason. Um, I, I still can't believe it, man. Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup fucking champions. Yeah. I mean, it's something you think about all year. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's, it's something that the both of us knew was going to happen, barring crazy circumstances. But it's just... To see it actually happen and to see all the things you talked about in the regular season come to fruition, it's a feeling like no other. It really is. And I'm just I'm just so happy that this journey ended this way. Yeah, me too, man. And I I still like I, I joke about this and it's still so weird to me. The amount of people who texted me congratulations and it's the, like the, the amount of people like in the yeah. the short time I've even been associated yeah. with the Colorado Avalanche, the amount of people like congratulating me like bro i run a podcast and i haven't even been <laughs> Dude, on it for two years i'm just a crazy fan who watches fucking hockey and people texting me congratulations like i just won the like, I, I, I got handed an abs podcast let's be real on a fluke yeah we celebrated even, like we won the cup yeah and I, I haven't even been involved with it for two years people are congratulating me yeah like i was like i was andrew cogliano breaking my legs yeah. on those slap shots like it's so crazy um i'm gonna get back to everyone who reached out to me um I I cannot wait to just sit back and just watch NHL Network all off season and just yeah, hear them and talk about the I'm, ads. I'm just I'm gonna be such a piece of shit yeah. for the next little while. Yeah, here's the thing. 
I don't want to hear shit from any Minnesota Wild fans. I don't Ever. want to hear shit from a Vegas Golden Knight fan. I don't want to hear shit from a Blues fan. I don't want to hear Actually, shit. I, I'm looking forward to Blues fans because that will be the most funny. Yeah. Because they're the most upset. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear shit from all of you because... We you, beat Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Jordan Bennington was not going to win that series. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here, guys. You can't talk shit to me for at least two years. I don't want to hear jack shit. Um, so I'm pumped about that. Yeah, and just all all the experts who never watched the abs this season yep. be like, oh, well, they're not going to get out of the second round anyway. So it doesn't matter. You know, the Minnesota Wild, though, now that that's a team with some character and some yeah. hair on their chest. The Nick fucking Marcus love, Foligno. The love fest for the Wild this season made me fucking sick. Yeah. Well, they're new and fresh. So the, the, people loved them. I do feel bad for Tyson Jost. Um, yeah, that's a rough one. Like, lo siento, mi amigo. Um, thank you, you fallen soldier. You... You, you sacrificed yourself for this team to win a cup. Yeah. Um, so, because if we don't trade him, we can't get Lekkonen. So, because yeah. it clears up the cap space. I mean, so, I know Nico Sturm never scored a goal with the Avs, but the, he fit the system better than Jost did. He fit and the system better. And Sturm's contract expires now, yeah. and Jost does not. So It frees up cap space, and it's a, it's a rough business. It's a rough business. I feel bad for Tyson Jost. Um, it, and one guy I was happy for, even though he didn't play in this game, was Matt Calvert. Yeah. They got to give him a ring for sure. Although they can give rings to whoever they want. I really wish Calvert could have like stayed healthy for yeah. this round. Can you imagine how big of a player he would have been I love team? Matt Calvert. I yeah. love him so much. What like what a player he was when he was healthy. And it sucks he couldn't be on yeah. this team that won it all. But it's great that he's still associated with the team and supporting them. Yeah. And great that he was there tonight and saw everything. And the thing is... This team's going to be completely different next year. Like they're, I mean, we Joe Sakic. You're going to return a lot. Don't get me wrong, but like. But there's going to be like there might be an entirely new second line. Yeah, and it depends. Like I, I don't think Val's going anywhere. I think Kadri's out the door as much as I'd love to have as him. As much he, as I'd love, he Kadri deserves to come as back. much money as he can get, and he's not going to get. And it you know what? Ass. And I just never wanted Kadri's avalanche career to end on that cheap shot yeah. from Evander Kane. So and I'm glad he came back. He got the overtime winner in Game 4. That set this up, because we yep. would have been down 3-2 to two without that, and yep. forcing a Game 7 with this. And I'm glad he got that moment. Even if he goes, dude, He's a Stanley you, Cup champion you've with done the everything forever. you can do here. I would love, I don't think he takes uh, a discount. He deserves he to get... one. Yeah. He's not. He deserves to get paid, and it'll kill me to see him as a Philadelphia Flyer, but... I, there's been some like weird like oh people just think he's gonna go to the Caps. That'd be awesome. I mean they're gonna have no Backstrom. Yeah, next that'd be season. cool. So I, I could w- cheer for him if he went to Washington. Yeah, I mean cool I wouldn't that. hate that, but it's just I really think a team like Ottawa, yeah. Philly is gonna throw a boatload of money at yeah. him. And my boy Burkey. Andre Burakovsky. He couldn't have gone out in a higher moment, man. He he's he's he won the Stanley Cup and in his last two games he scored two goals. Put some respect on his name. Two time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Andre Burakovsky played two games, scored two goals, scored the overtime winner in game one, which that still to me is going to be a very, very close competition with the Avs winning the whole thing. Because that, that, I knew the Avs were going to win all season. That came out of fucking nowhere. Like, like that just, that shocked me. It explains why he wasn't so good because he had a broken fucking ankle. Yeah, he broke his ankle. He looked, he might look better after the broken ankle, honestly. So, I think he didn't. Some part of him enjoys pain and yeah. enjoys playing through it, but that guy is going to get paid as well. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, and it's going to break my heart. But he's going to be gone. Kadri's gone. If you can keep Lekkinen, you can keep Lekkinen's coming back. Yeah, Lekkinen's coming back. You keep Nachushkin. And you 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 can talk about a second line of Lekkinen, whoever you want at center, new hook. Someone else. It's gonna be really interesting. What it's gonna be interesting to see what Sackick does. I totally trust him to make the right call. He's made the right call every single time. You on the wings. You already got Lekkinen and potentially Nachushkin once you bring him back. That's already a killer second line. You just need a center. You just need a good center. You've got options. Alex Newhook already in the system. Stanley Cup champion. He's got experience. And you know who we've kind of forgotten about? Ben Myers. Yeah, I forgot about Ben Myers. Fuck. Well, I'm here not, for him, too. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the second-line center next year. But, he's, he's but you already piece. have some center depth in the system yeah. that didn't even play in these playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I we're getting way ahead. Yeah, this is all stuff. off-season but, stuff. But, but I cannot—like, it's going to be a fun off-season. 
some of the fan favorites may leave, and that's good. They, they're going to get their money. They're going to get their money. Um, and Joe Sackick, the best general manager in the NHL, who has now brought this franchise three Stanley Cups, two yeah. as the captain and now one as the general manager. And there are many more still yet to come, I believe, with yep. him. I totally trust him. The, to... the core is still intact. you got two more years of tapes. I'm interested to see what McKinnon does with his contract this offseason. If he's really, like, I think him taking less is like $10 million. I think $10 million is a complete and utter fucking steal, and you yeah. should fire his agent immediately. Yeah. No, but I, he wants to do that. If, if he wants to do that... Because what does Crosby that's... make? Crosby doesn't make more than ten. I don't think. He doesn't, not, especially not on this new yeah. contract. It's still like nine-ish. Like, that's where Crosby, like, that's McKinnon's, like, idol. But McKinnon's also in his prime, and you're going to be paying for his prime years. Crosby's 35. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he may take less than... I, 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 I Can I be honest? I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you pay him 16. I really don't. That we'll man see. deserves his money, and you still have next year at 6.6. You get another shot at this with McKinnon on the best contract in the NHL. If he wants $15 million and gets it, God bless him. We already won. Yeah, who cares? And I totally trust Joe Sackick, once again, to fill in every part of this team, even with salary cap restraints. Because this scouting staff, this managing group, is amazing. I'm just watching the video of McKinnon drinking the beer of the Stanley Cup oh, again. It's that's so probably the funny. most carbs he's consumed in yeah. years. Um but, I mean... And you know what else is crazy? The Avalanche have the sixth most cap space right now. That's awesome. Gary St. Kemp. Like, you yeah. got a lot of pieces to reside. I mean, Cal- Calgary, Arizona, Buffalo, Detroit, and Anaheim are the only teams with more. Calgary. Yeah, Calgary's interesting. Well, yeah. they have Gaudreau expiring, too. Yeah. And Kachuk needs a contract. Or does he? No. I think he does. Yeah. But we have more space than the Devils and the Senators. That's pretty funny. And that, uh, that, that's why I was here. Crosby's 8.7 for three more years. Yeah. I mean, that's not... You're not going to pay... He's Sidney Crosby. He, yeah. He's made a ton of money, and he has 8.7 because he's 87, and yeah. it's funny. I mean, there's still... I mean, they showed that graphic. No player making over $10 million a year has won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So maybe McKinnon sees that, and he realizes, like, hey, I got to... Who knows? Who knows, but who cares? We are Stanley Cup fucking champions. Yeah. No matter what happens from here on out, this Stanley Cup can never, they ever can never be take taken it away. away from us, man. Never take it away, and... I, for one, am going to celebrate my face off um, and just lose my shit. So I just want to say thank you again to all the listeners. You guys make this not seem like work. This this has been incredible. Yeah. This season, like I, I know I've said it already on the show. I cannot even properly put into words how much this season has meant to me. Yeah. Especially after last season and just the genuine struggle that it was at times to do. This has been incredible. It's been a complete 180. It, it all started when you came on the show, yeah. Christian. It, that's when it really started to become fun. And then throughout the season, more and more people tuned in. And more and more people have interacted with us and told us how much they enjoy it. And these playoffs have been Unreal. Unbelievable. Unreal. It's kind of weird to think how many people listen to my voice. Um, yeah. It's it's sometimes tough for me to conceptualize that people know I exist. Yeah. Very weird. As as a per, as a, very much an introvert yeah. who went through we high both. school and has gone through college maybe saying 20 words to the people around him. It's very weird for people to be like, oh, that's Griffin Young's host of one of my favorite podcasts. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's just so strange to me. It's very weird. So, And, like, again, I've said it 50 times. I'm so glad that this season gets the proper storybook ending that it deserved. Great I'm, year. It's it's unbelievable. Like, even if the Avs go on and win it next year, I don't know if there will ever be a season that tops this for me. Because yeah. this is, like, no, no matter where I go from here, no matter what I do, I'm still a very young guy. I'm yeah. 21 years old. This will be a season and memories and being in that arena for game six is something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. So it's It's been such an incredible journey. And a lot of the time, I just can't believe it's real. Yeah. Especially so, today. <laughs> so I'll sum it up quickly. Shout out to everyone. We love you guys. And we we'll see you at the parade. Yeah, we'll see you at the parade. Make sure you come say hi to us. Um we're not very good-looking guys, but if you want to take pictures with us, that's fine. I think um, I'm pretty good-looking. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm the ugliest motherfucker out there. You're not ugly. Uh, You're not ugly. But... Only one of us here has a girlfriend. Yeah. It's not me. Shit. 
Um, shout out to her too. Cause, oh God, God forbid she lets me do this. But um, I just can't say thank you enough to all the fans who listened. Um, thank you enough to the Avalanche for being the Avalanche. And uh, I'll leave this episode and the season with this. Uh, Curtis McDermott is a Stanley Cup champion. Yes, he is. No matter Ooh, what happens. Mike drop. No matter what happens, Curtis McDermott is a Stanley His Cup champion. His name's on the Stanley His Cup. His name's on the Stanley Cup. And so is everyone else's yep. on this team. And God damn it, they deserved it. Correct. Absolutely all of them. And hey, there's something that we did kind of miss. Uh, the Avalanche signed Lucas Sedlak a couple days ago. Nice. All nice. right. So that's what the real subject of this podcast is what is lucas sedlak gonna bring to the avalanche organization I don't guy care. who has not played since 2019 don't care yeah don't care until uh end of july yeah. and then we'll talk about i was it. just looking at the cap friendly <laughs> pair. i was like who's lucas sedlak oh right we literally just signed him like a day ago or yeah uh, that'll be the title of this episode lucas sedlak lucas sedlak signs <laughs> what does it mean for the avs oh that'd be great but but yeah the let's, avalanche let's, are stanley cup champions let's send these people if you're at work on monday like me and you listened let's send them on their merry way hopefully your day's almost over um you won't be hung over um and for the final time this regular and postseason griffin sign us off the colorado avalanche are the 2022 stanley cup champions they defeat the tampa bay lightning in game six two to one to hoist their third stanley cup in franchise history and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls folks of all ages that is a wrap on the 2021-22 season this has been like i've said a million times already incredible and i am just so genuinely excited for the future of this show and everything that we've got in the works and just to see where this goes really because i still don't really know where this is going and it's it's unbelievable, and it's a credit to all of you. And thank you all so very much for tuning in time after time again for all of your kind words. And the Avalanche did it. They found a way. They won the Stanley Cup. And I'm so glad that we got to share it with all of you. So thank you all so very much for tuning in time after time again. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is, where we'll have all of our updates for the future. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. I mean it from the bottom of my heart that this show is not possible without all of you. And you're all incredible and you all mean the world to both me and christian but thank you all so very much for tuning in and come back next time when we have an off season of celebrating the avalanche as stanley cup champions thank you all so much for tuning in there's no more games to enjoy there's no more games to stress about we did it it's over you got the off season ahead of us we'll see you all after the parade i hope to see some of you all there Again, thank you so much for everything this season. We'll catch you all next time. For the final time this season, let's go abs.